0: Hi, I'm Jill, and you've landed on the Grow Like a Mother podcast. This is a place where we lean into all things motherhood and personal growth. We talk about the good, bad, and ugly in a way that's real and relatable. Whether I'm interviewing guests or sharing my own wisdom and learnings, this is half an hour for you. Put this on in your car or on a walk, while you're doing chores, wherever it fits into your life, and give yourself the gift of prioritizing yourself. You'll hear tips and tricks and tactics to help you get aligned with the version of you that doesn't just go by the name mom. You'll hear my methods of time ownership and goal achievement and learn how to master your mindset and tune into your intuition. These are the things that can create true transformation in how you navigate life and take you from feeling overwhelmed to in control. This is motherhood mixed with woo. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's dive in.
1: So today's episode is really, really fun. I just finished recording. It is my first ever interview where I am interviewing somebody on the podcast. So I would really love to hear if you guys uh, dig this format, what you think, um, if you want to hear more from people, what kind of people are you interested in hearing from, what kind of topics are you digging right now? just all that. Send me a note, like a DM on Facebook or Instagram, um, or write me a review on the podcast and just let me know what uh, what's resonating with you and what you want more of. Um, but today's episode is with uh, a fellow coach. She is a self awareness coach. And I just love that title. I think it is bang on for what she does and for what we really need right now. And um, so Becca Guy is the the coach that I interviewed. We connected on Facebook, of course, because she is British and... um, not anywhere near me in real life. But that's the wonderful thing about this sort of community of of growth and personal development is that you start to find people in your space that come into your world that are in alignment with you. And and you're paying attention to, to those situations that come up that are invitations to, to explore your growth and uh, to make new connections. So that's what we did. And I think you're really gonna love our conversation. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff, um, but specifically how we can slow down a little bit and take some time to really focus in on what our body is telling us, how we're feeling, if we're in the present or if we're stuck in the past or worrying about the future. Um, and she's got some really wonderful insight on uh, on self-awareness and how we can harness that and really make some positive changes in our lives. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Welcome, Becca, to the show, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome, Becca. It's so exciting to have you on the podcast today. And um, I'd love for you to just chat with the listeners a bit and tell them sort of your story and where you sort of um, where you've come from and what you're doing now.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for having me on the podcast, Jill. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I am Becca, and as you can tell, I'm not Canadian, and I'm not in Canada. I'm over in England, in the north of England, and I am a self-awareness coach, and I focus on helping women reconnect to themselves and really to find that uh, inner peace that freedom and fulfillment and the way i've got to here is from doing the absolute opposite myself as is quite often in this uh in this world isn't it we kind of have to uh, do the opposite to realize what it is that we we need and um My story, I guess, like other than going all the way back to birth, where we could start talking about the subconscious mind and all that programming, I'll uh, start a little bit later on. And I think uh, really when I left school, I went to study linguistics and phonetics at university and it actually was not really what I wanted to do. I was already starting to, I I guess, focus as you do then a lot on what peers were doing um, and what the school pressure was. And I went to study this, but I really wanted to either work with animals or in art. And so anyways, after a year and a half, I left because it wasn't what I wanted to do, came home. And then for the next sort of like 10 years of my life, I started working with animals. I worked with police dogs as a kennel hand for a long time. And this started a, um, I guess what is all the way through my 20s, a bit of a cycle of feeling like I just didn't really have a purpose. And it had a cycle that kind of went like... um, I would be at home doing my work, doing my job. And then every couple of years, I'd just be like, I'm not satisfied, I'm bored. And I would try and find the happiness and find something to fill me in the external. So I started studying a different degree, which was dog behavior, which again, I didn't finish. And after two degrees of like not finishing, both I just quit, by the way. It wasn't like I was failing or anything, I just quit them. And at that point, I started to identify as a bit of a quitter. I identified as a failure and I didn't want to study again until I knew exactly what it was that I wanted to study and then a few years later it was traveling I tried traveling I went solo traveling around Southeast Asia I didn't come back with a massive epiphany of knowing what to do with the rest of my life which some people seem to do and you know all these things were really beautiful but I was trying to find something in them which wasn't there which is something that's in yourself and it's finding that freedom fulfillment inside so whilst I was doing these different travelings these different studies um My general home life was really all about control. It started off controlling my body, my weight, um, food, fitness, and then this spanned into everything. I stayed single for a very long period of time because I was too afraid to let somebody in. Nothing wrong with being single, of course, but I was just too afraid to have anyone in affecting my routine. And it stemmed into my family life, my friend life, because I wanted everything to fit around where I wanted to eat or what I wanted to do to fit my food and fitness schedule. And I ended up with this massive issue of control. And, you know, it was, I guess, really selfish, but it wasn't that I was being selfish. I had some, you know, I wasn't listening to what was going on and decide why was I wanting to control things. And then a couple of years ago, I'd just finished doing the cycle tour through France and the UK, which was amazing. Um, but I came home and I was like, do you know what? I'm sort of done with this now. I want to be in a relationship. I want to find some happiness and find some purpose in my life. And I met my now boyfriend, and uh, he's got two beautiful kids as well. And I was then having to accept three people in my life, which is exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know how to do this after being single for so long and having these issues with control. So this is when I started to um, look into personal development, personal growth, and trying to work on what was going on there. Um, I also, I I forgot to say as well, this whole period um, I was binge eating. And so for about seven, eight years, I had an issue of binge eating. So I discovered something called intuitive eating, which is an anti-diet approach to healing our relationship with food and fitness. So that alongside personal growth and development, I actually ended the binge eating very quickly, which was, it felt really ironic. Cause it's like, how does letting go of control of food and fitness mean that you end binge eating? But it, it really does because when we control something we're we're not letting it um, kind of just be natural and uh, you then create more issues. Um, So I ended the binge eating, underneath the binge eating was anxiety. So then it was the working through the anxiety because of course it's layer after layer of the layer if you start to become self-aware. So the last couple of years have really been me educating myself through books through podcasts through coaching through a therapist and really just to start listen to myself and to start becoming aware of my own thoughts and feelings what my limiting beliefs are where my issue of control came from and to be able to basically live the life that I wanted to live because I couldn't have been in a relationship I couldn't have been happy or any of these things if I was still trying to put my worth into something external So that is, I guess, how I've, uh, sorry, not the shortest story in the world, but that's how I've um, basically ended up going into coaching to help other women do the same.
1: That is so incredible. I have so many thoughts just swirling in my head. First of all, I love that you call yourself a self-awareness coach. I haven't heard that before. And as we know, like a title is a title, whatever. It's It's the result that you get your clients that really matters at the end of the day. But what a great title. It really hones in on what you're. What your focus is, and I love that sort of piece about the different layers too. Once you enter that um, personal development phase, and you're really diving in, it's like peeling an onion, isn't it? And it's like it becomes addictive, I find, because I'm kind of doing the same thing. I'm working so much on my mindset right now, and you know, it almost feels like I got all of these things that I want to do, but how do I fit them in too? Right? Like I have life, but this is so important to me, and so. Um, just uh i don't know what the word would be to describe it but it's so juicy like it just feels tempting to dive in and go down rabbit holes of personal development and so i feel like having somebody like you on my side to to corral me in <laughs> and sort of focus me on the things that are really important step by step would be so amazing um, so tell me like, what are your, what are you seeing right now that people are struggling with? I know that like we're coming out of the pandemic and that's a whole thing and there's mental health messes and cleanups all over the place, but I'm super curious, like in my world, and maybe it's just cause what I'm exploring personally right now, but I'm seeing and hearing a lot about spirituality, but also anxiety and like how those kind of intertwine and what's coming up for you and your clients and your network.
2: Mm absolutely. Well um firstly I wanted to say thank you for the the self-awareness coaching title. Um basically I funnily enough I just wanted to mention that for a while I wanted to call myself a mindset coach and um, well my coach at the time suggested why not mindset but it never really sat right with me and it's not because I don't believe in mindset I really really do but I was like oh there's something Mm, I can't quite work it out and all of a sudden I was just sat on a walk and I was like it's self-awareness Love it's it. about learning to listen to ourselves so uh, yeah thank you for picking up on that but um yeah and for sharing where you're at as well it is so difficult when we've got loads of things that we want to explore and like you said it becomes addictive because you know it's it's actually it's a real lovely change of events I don't know if this is the same for you but you go through like not wanting to listen to yourself not wanting to understand what's going on in your mind shutting yourself out not liking yourself and then all of a sudden you're like you start the journey and it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like, what's this about? What? Why do I have that limiting belief? Like, what can I do to even just even be more fulfilled in my life? So, um, yeah, peeling them layers of the onion, it's uh, it can be addictive. But um, I think after going through the pandemic that we've been going through and people, I guess, in general, just actually having time you know having time to themselves and we live in a society which really you know it really um says that busy is good you know we keep ourselves busy we should be striving to do more and more and hit more goals and you know there's never really like a level where we were kind of content because you know really the content being content is in the journey and is being content with actually what's going on inside so if we're keeping busy we're not listening to what it is that we you know actually need and what's going to fulfill us um and i know that's what happened with me with my anxiety as well was this all this control and keeping busy so that i didn't have to deal with the anxiety of feeling like i just didn't have enough time in my life and it was all because i didn't really want to listen to what was going on there and i think this is what we have faced in the pandemic because we've had time and people have struggled and you know we've tried to find things to fill our time DIY learn a language learn an instrument all these things again beautiful but we have to just become aware of whether we're ignoring something there so and as well you mentioned about spirituality I think that's something that's really come up for people as well and I think whether you want to call it spirituality whether it's your religion whatever beliefs you have I think what when we're silent, we've got more of this time to ourselves in the pandemic. We're starting to become aware of there's something deeper in us, something that's kind of like our core, you know, whether you believe or not, um, it's this idea that there's 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 this real kind of core part of you, whether it's your personality, but it's your values, it's your priorities. And so we're then aware that we're not often hitting them. I think with the time that we have, it's like, am I actually living in alignment with what's really right right for me? Which is why I think it's so important for people to start taking the time to check in with themselves and work out what's going on. So if they're feeling, you know, if you're feeling anxious, or you want to explore your spirituality journey, absolutely educate yourself in all ways, but the real massive educator is you and being able to just start to listen to yourself and what it is that's there, where it is that you need to heal you, your values, your priorities will come up and you'll be able to start living this life more in alignment. But I think that's why we have, you know, potentially issues like anxiety and depression, because we're not taught to listen to ourselves and go internal. So I hope that kind of answers the question. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. Such, such powerful words. And it just, it really speaks to with the underlying causes too, right? Like it's all it's all really with, there's a lot that's not in our control, but there's a lot that we can take control of. And I think people kind of forget that, or they're afraid and they feel out of control. I know when I feel like I don't have control of things, that's when I get all spirally, right? And, and to sort of remember, like you said, that you just come back and listen to yourself and trust in your intuition and take the time to sort of be quiet and And feel what's happening in your body and and what thoughts are coming up and all of that is so within your control and you can do that every day, right? It's amazing that we forget about that or never were taught to do that. And I think maybe that's part of the bigger issue, right? Like you said, hustle, hustle yes
2: definitely and like you sort of said there as well we kind of get stuck in this victim mentality of feeling like we don't have control and we can't do anything and actually when you take back control and you realize that you are capable of controlling like you said not everything in life but you can control how you react to things and you can control the kind of um the way that you grow through your life and the way that you look after yourself and all these things of filling up your cup and then being able to like I guess Um, give more in a way but but really like yeah it's coming within and being able to like check in with your body like you said and trust your intuition because you've got everything you need within you if you keep looking it's brilliant all these books on mindset and all this stuff that we can do to educate ourselves the top tips this and that brilliant but like always come back to you and think like what is it that I actually need and the more you go on this journey of mindset personal development Spirituality, self-awareness. It's really a journey back to you and you are going to
1: be able to teach yourself what it is that that you need. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. And so it's tough though, right? Because some of my listeners, like most of my listeners, are moms, right? And they're they're listening and they're, you know, their half hour of the day that they're taking for themselves, or they're probably listening when they're doing the dishes or driving the car and they're like, Yes, I'm here for this. This is exactly what I need but how, like, where am I going to fit this in? And I know I felt like that in the beginning too. And and I'm going to share a couple of things on how I fit it in, but I'd love to hear your thoughts too, because we're all busy. We all don't have enough time to get to our to-do list of the things that we feel are really important. So how are we going to then fit in something that we can deem less important because it's not tangible, right? So for me, I ended up having to really realize, um, take stock of the, things in my life that I was saying yes to that I didn't need to be saying yes to. And, um, I discovered I was a people pleaser, which I knew, but it was serious. And so I had to do a lot of backtracking and think like, is this something that serves me or am I serving somebody else at my expense? Right. And, um, and starting to really be, um, I don't know, just tight with my time and my, my answers when I would say yes or no to somebody, um, And the other thing that really helped me was to sort of look at look at my time, like a week worth of time, and sort of understand how much free time I actually had. Once I did that, I was able to say, like, okay, well, I've got two hours a day in the evening that I can spend. Like, why don't I take 15 minutes of that and like meditate? Or, you know, just sit and and see what comes to mind, or do a brain dump of all the things in my head and get it on paper and free up some mind space. And so I was able to sort of see, okay. I've got X number of, even sometimes it's an hour a day. Sometimes it's less depending on the day, but it was something, you know, and it was free time that I would normally just sit and watch Netflix or scroll on my phone or something like that. And I really prioritized taking some of that time and using it to build that intuitive muscle, you know, and really focus on, on my growth. And it's made a huge difference. It's piece after piece, small steps, and it really grows, right? Um, so yeah, I'm curious, what are some of the ways that you would, that you have, or that you would, um, share with these moms about how to fit it in?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And and that's so important, isn't it? Because we're all busy. And especially as a mum, I, I can't imagine how busy you can you can then be to try and find that time. And like you said, your time can be different every day. So I think you also mentioned there as well. I think a really, really big thing to do in the beginning is to start small and to just like like you said, try and work out, you know, where do I have a bit of time? Can I um can I do something? Can I listen to something while I'm doing the dishes? Have I got five minutes while my baby's napping to like check in with myself, something like that so it is important to work out where it is that it's going to be able to fit into your schedule so really be kind to yourself there and think like you know, you could read a book like, is it, I think it's the 5 a.m. Club book or something like that, you know, and it's like get up and yeah, get up at 5 a.m. And um, and apologies if anyone's read this and, and actually knows way more, I'm not sure. But I think the idea is that you get up early and you give yourself like an hour and you do this and that for yourself. And that's all great. But like, if it doesn't fit for you, you're just going to feel guilty and it's not going to be able to be maintainable. So like you said, take a bit of an inventory, take some time and work out the time that you have during the day. And I think one thing that we can all do, really and I really truly believe it's massive is to just do check-ins with ourselves on the regular so like put an alarm on your phone put post-it notes around the house and just ask yourself how am I feeling and you can even ask yourself where was I so like were you in the present were you thinking about something you're worrying about in the future or are you worrying about the past and that's something I took from Nicole uh, Nicole LaPera she's the uh, holistic psychologist and um, so she's written a book and it's really great and so i'd fully recommend that for people but but yeah do these little mini check-ins with yourself because we can all do this even if it's one minute a day just check in ask yourself how you are accept how you're feeling in that moment so it's acceptance is massive and then just take a moment to just check in with your breath or what you can see around you you know what can you hear see touch etc and that can take a minute take longer if you want but just fit it in in these little kind of um implementable steps and I think another big question I think we can ask ourselves because you mentioned a few questions that you use there and one big one I think is is it a priority so when you're like working out what you're doing for your day or your week you know however you want to do it I think doing it on a week is quite a cool thing like at the end of the week to reflect how your week's gone um, and to work out some time going forward and the things you want to do with your week but like think about what a priority is, where can you fit your priorities into the day? And that can be obviously the things you may need to do, like looking after your child, kind of a big priority. So (laughs) ensure that you have that, but looking after yourself as well. um, And ensuring that you're putting them in a time that is when you have the most motivation or the most chance of fitting it in as a priority. So if we're talking about our self-care, yeah, like, If you're a morning person, for example, can you just like get up five minutes earlier and make yourself a priority and be like, my priority right now is to just check in with myself, meditate, like you said, check in, whatever. Um, Maybe you just do a little bit of movement, a bit of stretching, because getting into the body is is massive as well, isn't it? I love just shaking it out. I always think it's really cool to just shake your hands and shake your feet and just shake out all that energy. Um, I think that's a really cool thing to do. Um, Breathwork, maybe. But yeah, basically start small, I think. Be kind to yourself um do these daily check-ins and ask yourself is it a priority like do I want to spend my energy on that and often we can get to the end of the day and we'll have done all these things that weren't really that important when we get to the end of the day and we think oh right well actually maybe I should have done I should have put myself first a little bit there or maybe those dishes could have waited till the afternoon and I had more energy in the morning to focus on myself so so yeah they would kind of be the the little little steps to take in the beginning
1: Yeah, totally. I love that. And I love how you said about the 5am club, because that's something I struggled with a lot, right? Trying to figure out, you know, all of the, um, the coaches and the mentors that I was sort of learning from, um, would always say have a morning routine, it's so important, you need a morning routine, and you have to have time for yourself in the morning before everything else, like, prioritize it and put it first. And I love that idea. But I'm like, listen, like I was saying to you, I got up before 30, like not because I want to, not because I'm taking an hour or two for myself and working out and journaling and doing all the wonderful things that I would like to do at that time of day. No, no, I'm waking up to a screaming toddler. Right. And that's not a time where it's convenient for me to take time for myself. Right. And so I struggled a lot to, Figure out well where can I fit that time in, and I ended up creating for myself a nighttime routine which worked way better because then I could take my hour, whatever it was, and do the gratitude work and do the journaling and check in, to meditate, maybe stretch, do some yoga, whatever it was. It looks a bit a bit different every night, but I would do it at night and then I'd be able to go to bed peaceful and wake up feeling rested after that routine. Right, I've set myself up for the day. Um, day ahead. And I'm, I'm just waking up ready to deal with screaming babies. So it worked a lot better for me. And I think that people really need to give themselves grace and realize that your schedule is different than anyone else's. And it's probably different from your own schedule day to day. So, you know, not to get discouraged when it feels like you missed a day or you didn't fit in as much as you wanted. Like any step is a good step as far as I'm concerned. Right. And sometimes you need days off too. Some days I get like personal development overload and I'm like, nah, I got to watch TV tonight. Like I cannot. Do you ever feel like that where it's just like, okay, I need a break.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like we can go, like the self-care can go the other way. And I can say that it kind of did for me last year, you know, because I decided at the start of the year that I would do yoga every day. And whilst that's brilliant and everything and it helped me establish a habit of uh, checking in with my body and stretching and stuff. It then became like, it then became a stress to try and fit that in before work it then became a stress and then sometimes I wouldn't fit it in before work and it'd be like oh, i have got to try and fit it in after work and I've got to try and squeeze it in and then then our self-care becomes overload and like you said rest is so important as well but yeah fit it into the, where it works in your life morning routines yeah are brilliant but also so evening routines and so are just any routine that works for you like fit it in throughout the day I think like I have a morning routine but I think actually sort of spreading out and making it kind of fluid throughout the day can be really great especially if you've got like nervous system overload and it's kind of bringing it down but like brilliant for sleeping as well having an evening routine but yeah give yourself that grace and that kindness that you are, you're unique and your schedule is unique so
1: make it work for you don't feel the pressure of the all these different things telling you to do a certain way love that that's so empowering just yeah we're so aligned. I just love it, Becca. <laughs> yeah, I love um, it too. It's great. Yeah. I love this conversation. Yeah. So I want to hear too about sort of what you've got going on this year, what you're working on, what your focus is, most like personally and, and within your business, if you're trying to grow, like tell me all about that.
2: Mm, absolutely. So, so yeah. I um, it's funny actually. I'll go back a few months, and uh, I was originally going to start as an anti diet coach. So I was going to look into like the whole idea of me helping with um, like my issues with binge eating, and so I did some courses and some studying intuitive eating. And as much as I feel really, really passionate about that, I realise that it is the deeper, like it's going deeper, and it's uh, the layers of, of getting underneath that, which is why I then pivoted more into self awareness. So right now, actually, I'm, I'm trying to honor what I teach as well. And I'm trying to get into a place of nurturing and intuition and work out what it is that I really, really want to create through my programs. So currently, um, if anyone's looking to find me on Instagram at Becca Rose Guy, and I'm offering free one on one coaching calls until the 28th of February. So just send me a DML, there's a calendar there if you want to book in that way. And we can just dis- discuss anything really, you know, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling like, you're just lacking a bit of purpose or a bit of drive in life or just, you know, something's not quite right. Um, I'm here to help even just have a chat, whatever. Um, And yeah, so my plan is to then create something going forward. But um, I really want to create a community as well, which I think is going to be um, massive. It's just something that I really want to do. We're, we're all on this journey, like you said, and it's hard to find like-minded people. So um, I have a Facebook group as well, which is called the Missing Peace Community, which is the same name as the podcast as well. Peace is in like peace dude, you know, EA peace. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of my plan is to then kind of nurture something that feels really like from a place of my intuition and, and love. So to create a community
1: and then create my coaching programs, but yeah,
2: offering free coaching until the end of the month, if you're interested.
1: That's outstanding I can't believe that you're doing that that's so amazing what value like to just be able to put yourself out there and offer that service to people is is amazing and I know it's going to fill up quick so if anyone's listening I'm going to I'm going to post this early in February so that people have a chance to book in with you and chat with you because I know they're going to get so much out of that conversation um and I don't know if you feel like this too, but I always find that I get so much out of all the conversations that I have when I'm coaching as well. So it's such a beautiful sort of full circle kind of thing. And that's really amazing yeah. that you're doing that, Becca. Yeah. And I would definitely Thank recommend you. your podcast because I think it's fantastic. Um, I love the solo episodes, but I love the interviews too. And and I love everything you're doing. So if you guys missed it, it's The Missing Piece Podcast, uh, P-E-A-C-E, um, Apple, Spotify, yeah. yes yeah
2: all, all the major platforms and yeah thank you so much we do you get so much out of these conversations and coaching because like yeah it is a beautiful moment you want to serve and you want to help people and when you can see people like making them little connections as well themselves is so is so beautiful and uh yeah you're coming on your well, your episode with me on the podcast yep. is actually coming out next week so oh, i'm uh, so excited on the, yeah that'll be on the 11th whether this goes out before then or not but on the 11th so come and check that out my interview with you
1: yay oh great well thank you becca so much i always love chatting with you and uh you enjoy the rest of your beautiful day and i'm sure that we will connect again soon definitely thank you so much jill have a lovely day you too I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Grow Like a Mother podcast this week. You can find more great tips, motivation, inspiration, and community on Instagram and Facebook at Grow Like a Mother on both platforms. And if you enjoyed today's show and wish that you had found it sooner, I invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. Doing so really helps promote the show to other moms just like you who want to grow and level up in their lives. And if you want to stay connected by email, I invite you to sign up for the email list by visiting the website, which is
0: www.livingwithheart.ca, or diving into the free five-part video series that I recorded just for you. You can find all of the links and the details in
1: the show notes. Until next week, keep on growing like a mother.